Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age Podcast. This is your host, C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, and I'm speaking to you from very hot and sunny uh, Southern California. Hi, I'm Stephen G. Fullwood, and I am the co-founder of the Nomadic Archivist Project, and I'm coming to you from Harlem, and I have a lot of laughter for you today. <laughs> and my name is Seth Rodney. I am an editor, senior editor at the Hyperallergic blog slash magazine. And I'm coming to you from the South Bronx today. And I'm happy to be here. This is to remind our listeners that we practice a form of what we like to call intellectual intimacy, which is giving each other the space and time to figure out things out loud and together. Uh, and last week we wrapped up our 1619 uh commentary project engagement with the New York Times project and we're mm-hmm. moving on to something very 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 different which is mm-hmm. humor mm-hmm. um and because we idea... decided to, <laughs> we decided to give each other a break yeah yeah, 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 uh, yeah. it's a lot of a lot of there's a lot of heaviness there obviously. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um and so the the rough format's going to be you know we're going to talk today about humor comedy um just sort of thoughts and what we like and uh, mm-hmm. and, and try and keep it light uh, i'm sure we'll probably fail at times but uh, but then after <laughs> that we're going to each keep uh, it light <laughs> uh, over the next few weeks we're going to each introduce skits maybe if they're shorter maybe a couple but uh, you know a, a couple of skits that each of us likes and we're going to engage with them in the podcast together so you'll actually hear some comedy sketch uh, sketches it's we're going to up our production game a little bit um so you guys can uh, so that our listeners can can hear that along with us um and then of course we'll have a wrap up episode so 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 my idea just to tag all t- um, just to um flesh out what you just said Travis is that the skits the sketches will be really clear indicators of what makes us laugh, like what we find funny in the mm-hmm. world. I think that's the idea because I want, I kind of want to, I want to talk about why it is that I find the particular brand of humor that I gravitate towards funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. And, and so why don't we just jump in? So, uh, Stephen, Seth, what, what kind of stuff do you guys find funny? Okay, so I'll, I think I've, I have a visual of what my comedy, what makes me laugh, and that is a fully dressed clown in a church sitting next to everyone. Now, now everyone is still going about their business, so they're praying, doing whatever, doing whatever, but there's a clown over here, right? That, I think, really puts a finger on what makes me happy. Makes I like seeing things out of place. I like levels... I like it when people ha- are forced to think about how ser- something's supposed to be so serious. I'm like, right. it's like laughing at a funeral. Right. I find those things interesting. I find those moments to be mm-hmm. really genuinely human. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think of a clown in the church. I think okay. that's I love that. actually it for me. Mm-hmm. I love that. So uh, I have a couple of anecdotes. One is with um, involves a friend of mine who you both know, Mingus. Um, Mingus Damien Harrington, who I met when I was 17 and in the honors program at Long Island, Long Island mm-hmm. University, Brooklyn campus. Uh, he, I was going through a lot of stuff with my father uh, at the time, uh, you know, and you both know my relationship with mm-hmm. my father is, mm-hmm. is, is very conflicted and fraught. But 
I had had a physical fight with my father at like 18, I think it was, and I left, ran out the house, and my father was chasing me with like a hammer. Um, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, it was it was awful. Mm-hmm. And, and I, 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 I called Lawrence, and Lawrence came and got me, and then got my stuff later, and I never and I never went back to that house to live. And I was, you know, I was mm-hmm. done. We were, we were clearly done. So this was still painful for me, clearly, at 18, and uh, I wasn't sure what I was doing with my life. I was sort of, I, I was all over the place. And mm-hmm. I couldn't quite deal with school because I was going through a profound depression, so I had to drop out. And it was around the time that I was getting ready to drop out, and and I was doing one of those late-night sessions with Lawrence and Mingus and maybe a couple of other people where we were just hanging out, listening to Pink Floyd and some or something, and mm-hmm. drinking, mm-hmm. and... and um, at some point, I said some somebody. It, it just came up my relationship with my father, is, and uh, Mingus said, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know what your father was thinking. He's like, when he, you know, when he came after me with the hammer, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna fix his problem. It's so yeah. fucked up, right? It's so that is funny. Up. It's yeah. just fun. so." One of the things that I've noticed that is a running thread through my life is that I will laugh at the most inappropriate, awful, mm, but in some yeah. ways insightful kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah you know, like yeah. that, the stuff that like goes to like the, 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 like puts the salt in the wound. Like, mm-hmm. like that kind of humor really, really, um, uh, drives me. And here, mm. let me give you another quick anecdote. So an example of me using this kind of humor, and you've both heard this before, I think, but it, it has to do when I was visiting Toronto mm-hmm. with my then girlfriend, Maya, and we were on the street and we were walking to some museum and there was a, a drunk guy, clearly First Nations person, mm-hmm. um, on the street in several dirty clothing, just, and it's the middle of the day, it's like probably one or two o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. drunker than shit. And mm-hmm. I said something flippant. I don't remember what I said, but Maya was like, like squeezed my arm and she was like, shh, shh, oh, don't do that. And I was like, what's he going to do? Cut me with his broken dreams? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's, that's where I come from. You know, that's how mm-hmm. I deal with the world. Like, Work. no, like I, I will laugh at that shit because I have broken dreams too, motherfucker. Like not, it's not like I'm just laughing at him. I'm also laughing at myself. Mm-hmm. Ah. So, so that's how, that's, that's the kind of humor I, I like. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think I, I'm, I love, I have to say, I absolutely love Steven's succinct encapsulation of mm-hmm. what he thinks is funny because mm-hmm. that's not exactly it for me, but it's mm-hmm. so evocative of a type of um, comedy that is vital and important and mm-hmm. and, and 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 enlivening. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Mine, mine, my tendencies, and I know Steph knows this, fall much closer to his when it comes to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I re—I mean, very transgressive, deeply inappropriate humor. Mm-hmm. Um, the example, uh, uh, an anecdote uh, that get, is an example of that is uh, my—I have a friend uh, who uh, whose name I won't give, just in case there's any outside shot that. Uh, this ever gets back not to him but to his work mm. um, he is a supervisor uh, at <laughs> um, 
an organization that specializes in helping victims of crime. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, it's it's an important job and, and their entire reason for existing is to help people who have been victims of violent crime, mm-hmm. help them with expenses, help them with counseling, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and he um, was doing uh, a sem- – he was at a seminar for um, basically – it's co-sponsored by the Anti-Defamation League or something like that. So, you know, we're talking about anti-Semitism mm-hmm. and things like that. And it mm-hmm. was a group project and he um, – he said, oh, you know, we had to get together and, you know, we're supposed to come up with a slogan for our group or whatever. And I said, oh, did you pick Arbeit macht frei? And meaning uh, th- what they said at the, it's uh, about, oh, see, it didn't land. Yeah. So, the, uh, oh, the, uh, no. This is, this is on the gates above Auschwitz. It, it oh, says Arbeit, oh, Arbeit macht oh, frei. No. So, oh, so, no. Work work will set you free. Oh is, shit! Is, the, is what it means. Oh um, no! And of I'm course, sorry. of course, my uh, my buddy. This is terrible. This is yeah. terrible, Travis. No, no, thought it was hilarious. Right, of course, right. this is like right. incredibly right. funny. Like right. so, but one of those things. Like if he made that joke, he would be fired. Right. Like, oh yeah. That would just be like this. This is like so far beyond yeah. the pale of yeah, what yeah. would be an acceptable. And. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyway, that there, there you go. Well, someone with a sense of humor <laughs> okay. like yours will probably get it and go, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that humor, also says, go ahead, I'm sorry, Stephen, go ahead. I was just thinking about how humor is a very liberating thing for that moment. Mm-hmm. For me, I've watched people say some of the most inappropriate things that I didn't find funny at that moment because mm-hmm. I was busily, busily trying to be social or you know, mm-hmm. socially acceptable, mm-hmm. but couldn't stop laughing. I'm just like, let me just stop. Let me just turn around because if they see me on this panel laughing, mm-hmm. then, you know, so having to negotiate a space where, like the clown in church, right? Clearly the clown is not supposed to be in church. He's supposed to be in a suit and tie just sitting there or whatever, like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I like those moments of disruption, as I mentioned earlier. So mm-hmm. I need those things to kind of feel sane. Mm-hmm. Almost like, does, did anyone else see this? And mm-hmm. I have another story to tell you. Mm-hmm. My brief story is this: I was in Milwaukee with my grandmother, mm. who passed away in 2016. She was 97 years old. Grandma Corrine took. I went to go visit her, and she took me to um, to a funeral at her church. Right, it was her mm. friend, myself, and we're all walking there. I'm, you know, reverent and all that, and we're sitting down. And so there, there are two choirs. There's a major choir up front, and then there's a junior choir that comes up in the caskets right there. So they're they're paying their last respects or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's an older woman. She's sort of tall, got glasses, cat glasses on or whatever, clearly of a moment. And so she walks up, and as she's singing, her dress falls down. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. And, of course, I just wanted to break out crying, laughing, right? So I just mm-hmm. stopped. Mm-hmm. But something in me said, look at your grandmother. Just look at her face. I looked at her. She goes, that's the, that's the devil. That's the devil. Mm-hmm. That's the devil. Her and her friend shaking her head, right? It happened again. I thought I was going to pass out. I had to go to the bathroom. I just said, oh, I just can't. I can't. No, this is not the devil. This is a clasp. Grandma, this is a clasp. A faulty clasp on the co-. But it was so good. It couldn't have been better. It couldn't have been a better uh, comedy routine. We're all supposed to be crying and upset and you yeah. know, paying our respects. And then you have this... The skirt fell down twice. Yeah. Wow. What was a man supposed to do? But oh, yeah, no. those are my favorite moments of my entire life. You know, oh, so, no. anyway. It's hilarious. But grandma yeah, stopped I, me from laughing. She sure mm-hmm. did. I looked at her face. Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do? Are you laughing? Because I'll laugh. If you're not yeah. laughing, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. your, your good grandson. Yeah. You know, I there are um, you know, obviously there are different theories about 
humor, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what its function and, and what it arises from. And, you know, mm-hmm. the, the one that I am of those that I am familiar with, you know, I think Freud has like the release one. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, but I like Bergson's, Henry Bergson, um, kind of like the uh, turn of the fantasy philosopher that has this whole idea of the living versus the mechanical. And he talks and he falls into the vein of like the incongruity mm. is what produces the humor, right? So mm. one expectation is subverted and another arises. And mm. it, it for him, it plugs into this idea that of it engages exactly and reminds us of that there is still movement in the world and that mm. things are not locked down into one thing and mm-hmm. that shifts nice. in perspective nice. are, are not only pro- uh, possible, they're likely. Uh-huh. And I, I always liked that. And I hadn't put together this piece until just now when we were just talking about it. Because, mm-hmm. of course, I've been I, – I feel moments of guilt at the things that I think are funny. Like like the fact that, you know, like this idea that I make a joke <laughs> about Auschwitz or whatever, mm-hmm. which is, of course – there's nothing funny about, I mean, there's just, right, absolute, I mean, right, the actual right. historical event is, right, is no, terrible. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. but, but the thing that I, that I appreciate uh, about that idea and where I think it, it actually is illuminating, uh, to, to get a little heavy for a moment about the, the, um, animus that currently exists around types of comedy and what's mm-hmm. off limits and what you should be, is that there is something very, antithetical and Victorian about the policing of humor, antithetical Agreed. to living and Victorian so. and sort of, mm-hmm. and sort of straight jacketing and that, Absolutely. and that it's precisely the play and the uncertainty and the difference that our cultural moment is terrified of. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. I feel really, if you can't be made fun of, <laughs> Yeah. That's a problem to me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's a problem. I know you're not talking about the people who died in Auschwitz. I know. Right. I know. Right. And you right. get exasperated no, I mean, when I make those qualifications, and I know you do, and I appreciate I kinda, that. My, my shoulders slump. I breathe. <laughs> but I know, but I think it's instructional. <laughs> I think it's instructional for the podcast for people to think about what makes you laugh and do you have to feel guilt about it? Because I know you're yeah. not talking about Auschwitz. Right. And I'm not like brilliant. I'm just like a, thinking, oh, no, that's a joke. So what happened? I want to know. <laughs> Right. what happened in this moment where people um, can't be... And I know that it's largely tied to people making fun of people and dismissing them. Precisely. Right? Yeah. That's humor can different be cruel. Kind of joke. Absolutely. Humor, yeah, can be, yeah. humor can be cruel, but it's also, where do you want to land here with this joke? And mm-hmm. I think it's all interpretation, obviously. It's mm-hmm. all interpretation, but I have laughed at some of the most... I mean, I watch... You know, roast and that kind of thing, and some of them are savage. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was it? Oh Rob? my god! This dude, the one where um, they're roasting. I don't remember who exactly it was. It may have been um, uh, Charlie Sheen, but um, this guy who used to—I think he was the guy who used to be on Full House. Cloris Leachman was on oh, stage, yeah. and he said, "Cloris Leachman, you are older than the dirt you sleep in." <laughs> <laughs> now. You watch those, and they vary from Roseanne uh-huh. to Charlie Sheen uh-huh. to Rob Lowe. And Rob mm-hmm. Lowe, it was really funny because the one they did on him, mm-hmm. everybody found out that Ann Coulter was coming and stopped writing Ooh. jokes about Rob and started Ooh. writing jokes about her. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I remember to, she, some of them. I do. I remember. There's an, a friend of mine, 
We had mm-hmm. the exact opposite reaction. I cracked up. I don't like Ann Coulter. I, I think that she's largely just a, a bunch of hot air or whatever and an opportunist, yeah. right? I don't yeah. know where politics really lie, honestly. Um, yeah. So they went after right. her and they got in and I was like, woo. Yes. I watch it every now and then. They have a little yeah. clip on Comedy Central. Uh, it's, it's gold. I'm sorry. One of, the, one, of, one of the things they said about her was like, um, they said, Ann Coulter, the only Mexican you will make happy is the one who digs your grave. <laughs> oh. Damn right. The one that I just encountered the other night was uh, Zach Galifianakis on the Between Two Friends when he asked Barack Obama, he said, what's it like to be the last black president? Yes. Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> oh, shit. I love <laughs> Zach. Oh, my God. He's one of my favorite comedians. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, so I want to say so. Well, I want to do two things, but I want to I want to go back to your joke, uh, Travis, because I actually want to get at something, another aspect of it, which is mm. the the intellectual aspect of your joke, which is that mm-hmm. yours. Your I don't I, I don't necessarily mean that this is rep- completely representative of you, but mm-hmm. there's a way in which you have to sort of be a certain height to get your jokes, right? Because if you don't know the history Mm, of Auschwitz, like that would be completely over your head. And I remember having this conversation with someone Stephen and I knows in, in, someone Stephen and I have in common, or know in common is uh, Haru. Um, Mm -hmm, I I told a a joke in a a group of people, and Haru happened to be there, Mm -hmm. uh, which was from that old TV show, oh, Fraser, Fraser. Uh-huh. And you know the character on Fraser Niles, who's this very sort mm-hmm. of patrician, very sort of mm-hmm. um, also this yeah, just sort of scattered nervous, and anxious, nervous and yeah. yes, and nebbishy and and he's mm-hmm. and 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 uh, the father is someone who's like sort of ob- uh, the opposite of that, like very grounded, mm-hmm. very sort of matter of fact about things, very you know macho, and uh, I don't have time for uh, uh, your tomfoolery right. kind of yeah yeah. Crotchety old man, yeah. Right, crotchety old man, exactly. That's the way to sum that up. Uh, And he was dating a woman who was like very, like the kind of person that would drive Niles up the wall because she was Mm -hmm. like loud and and vivacious. She's like, ha, ha, ha. And she's always laughing Mm -hmm. at the most like inane things, right? And she came into the scene and she says something. And everybody, of course, like kind of looks at the floor in, in a way. And she says, you know, I, I, what I will say is like, laughter is the best medicine. And Niles says under his breath, oh, I must be in the placebo group. And, (laughs) (laughs) right? And I said that, I repeated that joke. And Haru said to me, uh, see, you're the, you're that kind of Negro, like where, like, you have to be really educated to get your kind of humor. And I'm like, really? Cause I thought placebo group. Um, but I feel uh-huh. like there's an aspect of that to your, to the anecdote you gave, Travis, that there is a kind mm-hmm. of, there's a kind of intellectual foundation that one has to have to, mm-hmm. you know, fully appreciate that. For, for that one, I also like, you know, the, like sort of ridiculous physical humor too. Mm, uh, me I too. Mean, you me know, too. Like where, me too. you know, where you, the, I, the, what was the, the one with Robert Downey Jr., um, where they're, it's a play on like war films. Oh yeah, it's a Tropic comedy. of Tropic oh. of something. Yeah, Tropic yeah, of Thunder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
and the beginning and where he's like doing he's doing blackface. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, he's like, it's, yeah. it's hilarious. It, yeah, it is like, actually his hilarious. arms torn off and he's still firing. Yeah, 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 like yeah, 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 yeah. I, But so, he wasn't doing blackface. That's a different thing. No, that, mm. okay. All right. right. He was, no, 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 you're right. That's a different thing. No, you're right. right. Yeah. No, you're right. No, yeah. he, was, he was made up as a black man. He was acting as a, he was, yeah. Right. And the joke is that you all knew that this was Robert Downey Jr. Right. He didn't overplay it. He didn't underplay it. It was an interesting sort of. Yeah, yeah, it was a good performance. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And thank you yeah, for that, that correction. Good, that guy's a good actor, Steve. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a good actor. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, the, you know, and you, Stephen, your example of the clown is it fits into the 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 idea that I'm partial. I mean, it's the incongruity, right? Of yeah. the mm-hmm. sort mm-hmm. of the, the, this like sort of high church moment, and everyone's and supposed to do this. Yeah, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. and just you know, the disruption is just sort of sitting right there, but not. You know, not being dealt with, not being addressed, right, you know, not right. sort of not looked at, not engaged with. Um, because yeah. it makes people uncomfortable. And by the way, that reminds me of your, the, when we talked about our favorite poems, that reminds me of the poem you picked. Um, Stephen, remember? Oh, that's yeah. right. Remember Last about the right. Yes. in church yes. Yes. performing? Right. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they took him out that church, put him in that family, um, was a limousine, and took him to the home. I mm-hmm. wanted to say this about, um, a very uh, polarizing figure, Azalea Banks, mm-hmm. the singer, the rapper. She's mm-hmm. so I saw her on. She's I think a, I always get it wrong. Hot ninety seven. She's a hot mess, year. right? So what <laughs> she, she said was she was being interviewed, and she's mm-hmm. she's a smart mouth, but she's so brilliant. There's just mm-hmm. like you just can't. She's her messy self, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At one point, Ti another um she got into a beef with um Ti this other mm-hmm. uh, rapper, and mm-hmm. so he I guess. He, what he said was he was talking to her about something and he goes, You need I need to talk to uh you need I need to talk to your man. You need you know, I don't talk to females and you know, that kind of nonsense, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she goes, Where did he learn English? Your Freedmen's Bureau? And I was thinking <laughs> I said I said, I stopped the thing and I just started laughing Dang. and said that, that whole level, uh, like, no one's going to know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, and they laughed, but I was like, I bet you they don't know what the fuck she means. I said, that is yeah, that's good. That means she's talking about a moment. Right. <laughs> like it just meant too, too many things were crashing in my head about how funny that was to me. And occasionally I would just say it to people. I'm like, wow, now that's some deep shit. It is that's yeah. a funny ass joke. It is. Um for to me. And I always right. will qualify it. Just to yeah. me. It doesn't have to be right. funny to anybody else. I don't care. It's funny to right. me. <laughs> um, you know, the the other thing I was gonna say, you know, I can also talk about humor I don't really go in for, um, mm-hmm. okay. which is, uh, although there is an exception to it. So I, I don't tend to go in for really smug humor. So I don't find someone, even though I appreciate some of the things that he does culturally, uh, mm-hmm. as far as like trying to advance conversations. So Bill Maher, I don't yeah. find, I thought you were going to say that. I don't Boring find Bill Maher very shit. funny. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, even though I appreciate that he, you know, he tries to like get, you know, left and right together and talking and things like that. So we can, I can mm-hmm. bracket that, that part of him, mm-hmm. but I still think he's very funny. Yeah, and I was thinking, well, you know, cause there's a smugness to his humor, but you oh, know who yeah. else that I think was very smug, but was funny as hell was George Carlin. Right. George Agreed. Carlin. So, yeah. So I mean, but he was definitely like judgmental and dark, mm-hmm. and but man was, and so that led me to, and then and so then my brain jumped to Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. who uh, I d- did one of the funniest things. This is not going to be funny in translation, but did one of the funniest things that I've seen on TV. This was back on the Arsenio Hall show, mm-hmm. and obviously mm-hmm. they're very close friends. Mm-hmm. And he was interviewing Eddie Murphy, and uh, Eddie Murphy, he was, you know, he's like. 
uh, well, you know, how do you get on with other comics or something like that? And anybody's like, well, you know, they don't really like me. And, and, and he said, well, you know, why don't they like, he's like, because I'm funny. And he said, because oh, like wow. he said, I could just look at the camera and just be funny. And he looks right. at the camera mm. and he doesn't do anything. Mm. And it's just, <laughs> it's just really fucking funny. Like, right, I don't, right. and he's like, how do they do that? He just have like funny thoughts. And so like, <laughs> and, and so like, I, I, I like, I can just, appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Like, there was some, I don't even know what it was. Like, he literally wasn't doing anything, but there mm. was just kind of a humorous, funny energy yeah. mm-hmm. in that moment that mm. he was able to summon. Mm. And there mm-hmm. are people that can do that. They just mm-hmm. have, like, it's, I haven't met, um, so Steph, I've met a lot of your friends. I haven't met Damien, but this is sort of the way you've, without saying it exactly that way, this is the way you've described him often, is mm-hmm. there's just kind of a mm-hmm. funny energy about yeah. the person mm-hmm. that, Agreed. that you've just, feel as another mm-hmm. person like you can sort of feel that coming off of them mm-hmm. anyway so that's, that's that's right yeah how do you feel um can you name someone else um not you travis but um yeah Seth, can you name someone like that because i have one person ahead but i want to um give you that someone who's just funny you mean someone in my personal life or someone who does this for a living it doesn't matter oh i like to meet new people just someone who's just someone who's just funny um um, I think personally, the person, the, the only person I know who is really has that is Mingus. I think Mingus has just, he Mingus just, has it. Mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, but it's also, I know from knowing him for many years, that that's also a defense mechanism and he'll say that too. He'll, he'll admit oh, yeah. to that, that he just uses humor to deflect and not uh-huh. deal with some heavier stuff. Um, I always thought that Lewis Black was one of the funniest I people like Black, ever. Yeah. And he was super judgmental and super... And he'd do this thing where he'd <laughs> do that sort of like the jittery, older Jewish like uncle mm-hmm. who'd like get yeah. worked up because there's like two Starbucks across the street from each other. And yeah. <laughs> like, but he's hilarious. I love, love that, guy, that yeah. humor. Yeah. Yeah, he's always sort of like rutfold and kind of just got to the desk. Got, <laughs> to me, he's the embodiment of the guy from Network. I'm not going to take it anymore. You know? Right? He's yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, in yeah. a comedy form. But yeah. Kristen Wiig for me can do anything. Mm. Kristen Wiig for me, even the stuff that falls a little flat. Kristen Wiig can look at the camera, and she's and just, just be funny. Oh yeah, Kristen, she is. And she's a and she's a chameleon. God, yeah, she's, so she's really good. She's yeah, good. She's excellent. There's yeah. a, NBC, or was it a Saturday Night Live episode where Anne Margaret tries to um, throw away a piece of paper and she's like, let's do this. And then the music comes on and she's just dancing around and the guy's like, the garbage can is right here. And it's similar to what she does about Liza Minnelli tries to turn off a light. It's just, she just does, she does the things that the person's noted for. <laughs> Straight face, and at times she, she's she's trying she's trying not to break. She says, "If I break, I generally will fin- finish out breaking." You know, I'll continue mm-hmm. to break. But what an actress! I love yeah. her. Yeah. I uh, I also she's like good. from and I don't remember her name. Maybe one of you uh, can help me out. She uh, she's on Saturday Night Live currently. She'll do like the she did the Hillary Clinton impersonations. And oh, she's Catherine done McKinnon. Jeff, yeah, McKinnon. Jeff yeah. Sessions. Yeah. I feel Kate the same McKinnon. way about yes. her. Like she's just yeah. like. Yeah. really funny like yeah, just yeah. you know even on Saturday Night Live which is not that funny right, right now at least in its current iteration but she will still be funny yeah, like she will even still be funny. Yeah. even in these overly heavily ha- over heavy handed Trump 
skits. Like, yeah. very um, heavy honestly, I feel like Trump has made a lot of comedians less funny. Like, agreed. It's just overdetermined. Mm. He overdetermines all the jokes. So, like, you agreed. can't. You have nowhere to go. So just agreed. stop. Make fun yeah. of other shit. Like, just go do other things. They got stuck. You know, they 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 hit a few couple really good routines, and you're like laughing, and then they just decided, okay, this seems to work. I'm like, no, like you. Try something else. This isn't yeah. working. And your politics—I don't care if oh. your politics show. I just want them. Yeah. I just at the end of the day, I want jokes from you. Yeah. Right. And smart jokes. But, yeah. yeah. The best uh, Trump one I thought that I've seen on Saturday Night Live, and not that I watch it much anymore, was uh, um, John Senna. Is that his name? He's like the—he's a uh, oh, he's a wrestler star. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and like he, he plays Trump, and he uh, gets up. And it's all just first-person camera. So all you mm-hmm. see from him, other than when he goes in front of the mirror, are how giant his hands are. <laughs> so, like, his hands come up in front of his face, and everyone is just, like, scurrying around and telling him how great he is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the skit is that this is what the world must look like from Trump's point of view or whatever. Right. Oh, um, right. So, anyway, I thought, right. that was, I thought that was a fairly imaginative yeah, uh, that's engagement. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. nice. Nice, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so... So, yeah, I, so yeah, I think ahead. we I think we have a sense now of like what we want to introduce um to and what we want to introduce to listeners next week. I'm thinking that I'm stuck between two or three things. One is a, a monologue that Paul Mooney did where mm-hmm. he talks about the differences in the ways that black people and white people are treated by the criminal justice system. I think mm. that one is really insightful and really hilarious. And I probably listened to it 20 times and I still laugh. Uh, it's either that one or Substitute Teacher by Key and Peele, which I still laugh at. Yes, I just think it's <laughs> hilarious. Or the one of the um, bits from Patrice O'Neill's stand-up, The Elephant in the Room, where he talk, he picks a white woman out of the crowd and he talks about how valuable she is because... <laughs> You can tell because of how long we would spend looking for her if she were lost. And then he goes around oh, the room shit. and works You've told me about this one. Oh, You've told my me God. About this it one. is so good. It's like sociological. It's intellectual. Yeah. It's, and it's hilarious. Oh, my goodness. Um, and actually, now that I'm saying it, I'm probably going to go with that one because it's just okay. it's everything. It is everything in it. And mm. I've, li- I've also watched that probably 15 times, and it still makes me laugh. So what are you thinking about? Uh, so I, I've got a few. I mean, I'm going to actually rewatch. So uh, Sam Kennison, mm. uh, I thought was h- wow. hilarious. Mm. Um, so I might go back and see how some of that stuff has aged because I haven't really listened and oh. seen it in a long time. A couple of George Carlin skits. Mm-hmm. Um, I love one where he's talking about uh, flamethrowers. Um, <laughs> That's just, already uh, funny. I really wish those people were f- on fire over there. If only there was some way for me to throw flame on them. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That's, that's awesome. That is awesome. So, maybe uh, that. Uh, I really like, I mean, uh, I might not pick this just because it's so in the, you know, Dave Chappelle's most recent oh ones my that he's God, come out with. But he's so good. I really, talk about inappropriate like i i really thought the bit where he talks about like you know I, you know he's like i've got money but i don't have shut the fuck up bitch money <laughs> when he's talking about when he's talking wow. about his wife <laughs> oh, and God. he said that like kevin hart has that kind of money <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, but maybe I won't do that one. But anyway, so uh, oh, I have some, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out and send it to you guys. So. Okay. What cool. about you, Stephen? So there are three. Um, one is Maria Bamford, and a lot of her comedy centers around mental illness. Mm, okay. And most recently, she did, uh, I would say, she has a uh, show on Netflix called um, Lady Dynamite, which mm-hmm. is um, one of her routines just sort of stretched out, which is actually quite good. Mm, so two okay. seasons. Uh, but it's very awkward. Um, the second one, and I love her to death. And then there's Doug Stenhouse, who is just a master of standing on stage and riffing and riffing mm. and trying to figure out a good comedy routine to pull out mm-hmm. of that one. The third guy is Dana Gould. He used to write for The Simpsons and a few other places. I know Dana Gould. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so what Dana did, though, was his father thought he was gay. And he's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to go to San Francisco. And I'm going to be the biggest gay I feel like. And he makes this whole <laughs> joke up about um, that he's living behind the bar in a, in a doghouse where he can just... Um, um, give guys head all day long. Then he goes, and then here's he gets word from his father. Um, your father's dead. He goes, what? No, no. What? <laughs> <laughs> I miss my dad. And he's, and he's he does it so well. I don't know if I can find it, but I'm going to look for it because what I oh, loved about hilarious. it was that we're just three level joke telling, right? Right. About like, so, his father homophobia. I feel like. I- I feel but like yeah. I have to tell our listeners that as Stephen was saying that he was still miming giving head. So I that was what like, to like, to like three different guys. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, just, all of the uh, penises. It was just so good. I was like, oh my God, this is one of the best jokes I've ever heard in my life. What is that? What? No, no, no. Come, come. What? How did he die? You know, I'm just like, oh God. I love that. That's hilarious. Yeah. So that joke alone. Um, so, all right. Well, hopefully we haven't triggered anyone. Um, on, on, the, on the right or left. So, um, but if we have, you can meet me on the corner. I know you know where I live. We can take this to the street. Catch me outside. Catch me outside. Apparently, yeah. Uh, so, okay, all right, my friends. I will. Uh, I'll speak to you next week. Yeah. Take care. Ciao.